This is Together 24-7, episode 108. I have a great new idea for a new contest. I know you do. Tell me about it. Okay, so we want to promote you guys, our listeners, and we want to promote your business. So what do you win in this contest? You win a commercial on our podcast that'll be run for four straight Monday episodes. And it's really forever because like embarrassing pictures on Facebook, it's going to be forever like on a podcast. And you can enter in one of three ways. Way number one is to go to iTunes, rate and review us, take a screenshot of your rate and review, and email it to us. And the next way is either in iTunes or Google Play Music, subscribe to our podcast. And again, take a screenshot showing that you subscribe to it and email us. The email address is info, I-N-F-O, at together247.net. The third way to enter is to go to the website, www.together247.net, and sign up for our newsletter. So go ahead, enter the contest, and keep your fingers crossed, because we know somebody's going to be a winner each and every month. Good luck. Welcome to Together 24-7, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your hosts, Barry and Catherine Cohen. Showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996, in business together since 2003, and have survived to talk about it. Welcome to Together 24-7. I'm your co-host, Barry Cohen. I am your other co-host, Catherine Cohen. No, you didn't say that fast enough. With enthusiasm. I was enthusiastic. I'm not going to talk fast so that other people can understand us. Oh. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, There's is, that. Oh, so you want people to understand what we're saying. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but then they might... Exactly. Uh, no, no, no. I'm right. You're right. <laughs> so as as people are listening to this, we have just gotten home from vacation. Not We recorded it before, but as they're listening to it. So imagine us sounding more well-rested <laughs> and happier <laughs> because we've just gotten home from, from a fabulous vacation celebrating our 20th anniversary. Yay! Yay, you put up with me for 20 years. 20 years, years. that's right. That's How right. did you do that <laughs> without leaving scars? Without leaving scars, you'd be surprised. Um, all right, so today we are interviewing and we're chatting with Gayla Gorman, Dr. Gayla Gorman. See, I have to put the doctor over here. If I don't put notes on everything, I forget. So Dr. Gayla Gorman and Charlie Frangos. Is that they, a doctor? Charlie, are you a doctor too? He's a I am not. He's a master. You're a master. a master. He's a master, which sounds like it would be on a different show. Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Gayla and Charlie are with Yes Unlimited. That is an addiction recovery support uh, business group. Um, Actually, um, the website is recoveryes.com, and Yes Unlimited is the corporate umbrella for okay. recoveryes.com. Okay, so recoveryes.com, that's where you'll find everything, and it'll be on our show notes and uh, Yes Unlimited. Basically, it's about addiction, recovery, and support, and we're still going to have fun with it, even though it seems like a little bit of a somber topic, but it's not. So a little bit, little bit about Gayla and Charlie. Um, Charlie is an avid tennis plater. Plater? Player. Player. See? I tried to do it fast like you said. It's because you were on vacation for so long. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Charlie coached the Duke University's women's tennis team in the early 80s. That's pretty cool. Um, And then, see, this this was listed, I want you to know, this was listed on the website as fun facts. So, Dr. Gayla's fun fact, she's a... A certified public accountant. That's not. That's fun. not a fun fact. I mean, like your dad is a CPA, and you know he's a fun person, but none of none of that is a fun fact. But C- she was a man- CPA and fun don't go hand don't in go hand. hand in hand. Uh, you were the managing partner at a prominent accounting firm until retiring, and retiring is in quotes, ladies and gentlemen, in 1997. So much for that retirement, Charlie. You are a second generation Greek American. We went to. Uh, we made a few stops in Greece a couple of years ago on vacation. That is a fun happening place. Mm-hmm. And uh, all four of your grandparents were Greek immigrants. Not too bad. Not too bad. Did were you were you forced to learn uh, um, Greek growing up? I remember having to go to Greek school every Saturday at nine o'clock. Yep. Yep. Oh, it was horrible. 
Yeah. No, I, I get it. They do the same thing to me. I'm Italian. And then they make you do the Italian dancing and then they make you drink the... Now, see, as adults, you know, it, the, the food and and the, the customs and everything, not so bad. As a child, some of this stuff is like... Grandma, what are you trying to shove down my throat? This is really, it, it has little suckers on. What do you mean octopus? And I know that's a big Greek dish too, octopus. So we got it right there. Um, well, it was uh, Sunday school the, the day after. So it was like, you know, Sunday school on Sunday and then church and Saturday was Greek school. I was like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. Greek Orthodox, that's that's pretty strict. But all you did was Sunday school. See, they sent me five days a week to, you know, Catholic school and, and all that stuff. So yeah, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. So one day one day a week of doing that, two days a week, not too bad. Uh, Gayla, you love romantic comedies. You've seen the American president at least a double uh, a dozen times, and you are hoping that Janie's clone will apply for a job as your personal assistant. So that that's what that was the takeaway from the meeting. Like you just my uh, my personal assistant at my accounting firm when I ran the accounting firm she was she had actually worked for Rich Little previously so oh, she wow. was used to dealing with celebrities and so she knew I really loved this movie and she said you really wish I was more like Janie don't you <laughs> and I was like you know I cannot lie. <laughs> So, so once or twice you've sat down, uh, with, at, watching the movie with a, uh, with a pad and pen going, okay, I need this quality. Okay. I need this, need this experience. And just did your whole, uh, did your whole job, uh, description from the movie. Hey, you know, I haven't thought of doing it that way, but that's a great idea. And there you have it. My work here is done. Okay. Barry, you can take over the interview. All right. So you guys have been, you're, you're another couple like this. You are together eight years. You are currently married, and you started your business in 2008, and I did the Wait, quick... Wait, do the math? I did the quick math. So apparently they started on the honeymoon or the... Yeah, that's, that's like the quick math that they used to do for our... Pa- that Well, my parents, uh, nine months and ten days. Anyway, um, yeah, way back when, exactly. But so, so was it the first date, or was it the honeymoon that you guys sat down and, and came up with a business plan and launched the business? You want me to... Uh, share it, Charlie, or you want to share it? At the time, I, we still have um, we have four or five different businesses. So at the time, uh, my primary business was a telecommunications business that I started in 2003. And so um, Gala immediately uh, sunk her teeth into learning the ropes of the telecom business. And uh, within a couple of years, the business had doubled. So at the same time, I started going to school for this, my fourth career to become a psychotherapist. Um, so at that point, uh, we, we started the hatching of the idea of techno- using technology to help people recover from addiction. So, um, so it's been in the hatching stages for eight years. And then the, what was paying the bills at that point was the telecom business. So... So that was good. So at, at that point, Gala was a keeper. Yeah. <laughs> Never forget this, Catherine, that um, I made her, I made her, we decided uh, that she would be a 50% partner in my business before we got married. And to me, that was a bigger decision than the marriage decision. That, that's that's true. <laughs> That tells you anything. That's, that's true. <laughs> Marriages can be dissolved. Business partnerships are a little more difficult. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, so for all the listeners out there, you know, if things are rocky, uh, you may want to talk to Gayla and Charlie before you go into business together. <laughs> and if not, I know we've interviewed a few lawyers, too, on the show. So, um, <laughs> so we've got that going on. And uh, between the two of you. On the Charlie side, you've got two grown sons from your first marriage. Are they involved in the business at all? I mean, I know uh, you talk a little bit about um, uh, that that you are the stakeholder as the father of two grown sons who have struggled with addiction. Right. And so you guys have helped them out, continue to do that, I'm sure. And beyond that, are they involved in the business at all? They are not. They are not. It's a longing of mine, but they are not. So for now, they're not. 
tell us, guys, a little bit about how you decided to to get into business together. You started by dating. You started with the telecom business. Tell us a little bit more about um, how Yes was developed and um, how you how you got into addiction recovery support. So I'll just I'll share a little bit, Charlie. Um, when Charlie and I got together, he was in recovery himself, and he can tell you a little bit more about that early recovery. And I had a history. Um, my had grown up the child of an uh, alcoholic father and um, history of previous relationships um, with addicts. And so when I got together with Charlie and he was already in recovery, that was like kind of a different concept. So we decided together that we were going to explore this thing together. And I already knew that he was going back to school because he wanted to be a therapist. So, so we just dove in and, and started working on it. And I had done a lot of work previously, been in therapy and, and all that. But what I found was that sort of wherever you go, there you are. So until I was in relationship with somebody and kind of mixing it up, I never knew how much progress I had made. So, um, so it was fun. We got into that and started doing some different things. And I was kind of in between things as you read on the website I in essence retired from the accounting firm I had already been practicing in the accounting firm for 20 years when I retired so um, so I wasn't ready to do nothing I was not even 40 yet but I um, was wanting to do something very different so I had already written a number of books and was into practical spirituality and had already kind of put the two together that practical spirituality could be applied to addiction recovery. So it kind of all dovetailed and Charlie and I were on a retreat in Teotihuacan, Mexico. I was in walking the labyrinth and this whole download just came through about recovery yes and all the pieces of it. And that was, you know, quite a few years ago, and um, it's taken us a while to really get it all evolved because of all the different things we've got our hands in. But, but the seeds of it um, were really born of, um, of many years of kind of accumulating and and putting all that stuff together. Now, you you have on your website. Um, so I'm not speaking out of turn because this is a sensitive subject. But you have on the on the website that uh, you also survived a number of failed relationships with men who struggled with addiction. So even when you come upon a person, you come upon Charlie, and um, everything is going well, but is there that hesitation that's like, eh, you know, in recovery, going for a degree? And, you know, how do you get, how, how does one work themselves past that? Well, I'll let Charlie speak to how, you know, what his experience of it was. But we decided very early on that the relationship would be nothing more than an experience, uh, an experiment, a laboratory. And, um, and that's the way we've approached it. We've approached it as really a opportunity for growth for both of us and that we're both learning and growing and, um, and that approach has worked for us. It, um, challenges us to continually be improving and that's our personalities as well, that we, we both have that love of learning and want to be continuously improving. So, um, you're very, much on point cat that it was um you know red flag goes up certainly but because of the way we approached it where i i was mature enough in my understanding that i didn't just go into it with my blinders on and saying oh it's gonna just be wonderful this time you know um it was more like hmm let's see how this works out so that's interesting for our for our listeners, you know, and, and your approach to business, your approach to life. You're doing something, it's not working, and they say it all the time. But here you guys are total proof. All right, let's not go into the, this relationship the way most people go into a relationship with the definitions and, you know, with how we describe this and, and, and how we live it. 
but let's go in differently. Let's say that this is a grand experiment and wow, you know, eight years later, here you are going strong and, and helping so many other people. So that's fabulous. Um, I can add to that too, because at the time, you know, my primary addiction is sex and love addiction. I was seeing a therapist for uh, about a year at that point. And what he told me was that, you know, addicts in general, but particularly sex addicts don't understand intimacy. And at some point in my recovery, you know, I was going to re-engage into a relationship and I was going to have to literally learn intimacy from the ground up because I never had it modeled for me. So when um, Gail and I started dating um, very early on, I said, are you willing to come to therapy with me? Um, so that we can learn how to do this differently than the way we've done relationships before. So literally from the first month of dating till about a year ago, we were in pretty much uh, at least twice a month, if not more, um, therapy sessions from, from the ground up. Literally. Well, and now, yeah, now I'll add, Charlie, that since we have moved from Nashville to Hilton Head, South Carolina, and we are not in a, um, a situation where we can regularly see that same therapist. We seek out couples um, workshops at retreat centers. In fact, we just um, were in Esalen a couple of weeks ago attending a couples workshop. And, um, and that's kind of how we keep um, stoking the flames and, and uh, keep, keep the improvement happening. And that's so important in, in every aspect of your life and especially in, you know, in any sort of re- addiction aspect. So, Charlie, you've got a master's degree, uh, you're a holistic addiction recovery coach because you talked a whole lot about Gayla and, you know, we know all the fun stuff that she does. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, tell us a little bit more, a little bit more about you and your background. So I've been in sales most of my career. Um <clears throat> either uh, in the health club field or telecom, and then started my own telecom company, uh, as I said, in 2003, which is still going strong. But uh, when I decided to become a therapist, um, I am what they call a CSAT, a certified sex addiction therapist, as well as a trauma specialist. So I see, I have a private practice now, and I see clients who struggle with trauma, could be sexual abuse, physical abuse, uh, PTSD, um, combat veterans, you name it. Um, and many of them also struggle with some type of addiction. And, um, and of course, a large percentage of them struggle with sex addiction. I'm the only CSAT within about 150 miles of here. So, um, so I draw from a pretty wide area and, and um, have a full practice already. And I know you, uh, you talked about uh, healing trauma and rapid resolution therapy. Touch on that because I know that a little bit, and, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, John Connolly uh, developed RRT, rapid resolution therapy. It's a form of hypnotherapy um, <clears throat> that um, kind of cuts to the chase and uh, gets to the core of the trauma and, and talks to the emotional brain in a very unique way. And so... Um, And John is a, uh, how do I describe John? John is a mentor, a curmudgeon, um, very, very challenging person to learn from, but he just makes you think outside the box. And uh, with him, I question everything, you know, which is great. Um, And a genius, just to watch him work is just like watching a genius at work, so. And watching it work with my clients, it's fun to do. Uh, because they they really get to uh, they're really puzzled at first about what I'm doing because they I'm not talking to their rational brain I'm talking to their emotional brain which doesn't think the same way as our rational brain so they're like what what are you talking about where are you going with that so it's kind of fun and um, and my next venture is now to uh, become an expert in neurofeedback. Um, which is proving to be very helpful in trauma and addiction as well. So, uh, so it's a constant process of learning and growing and challenging myself. Absolutely. And so, um, with the division of labor, who does what in it? Do you 
specialize in in different forms and modalities of healing. I know that uh, Gayla, you've you've uh, pub- you're a published author, a series of books on the spiritual approach, and and Charlie, you've got so many wonderful healing modalities that you do. So who does what in the business, and how do you guys decide? besides the healing stuff that you do, the day-to-day operations, who does what, how is that divided, and how do you check in with each other? Who do you think does the money part, huh? Gila? (laughs) (laughs) Never let the woman handle the money. Come on. CPA, CPA. Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny because um, (laughs) when when I went to college, I'm in my first, sitting in my first accounting class, and I had been working just as a runner um, for an accounting firm, and sitting in my first accounting class, and like for me, my brain just worked that way. So I'm looking around my class, and all these people are pulling their hair out and asking these questions. They ask the same question over and over and again, and I'm like, you just debits and credits, and it's got a balance, and how hard is it kind of thing? And so now... Um, Doing the accounting work is something I do when I need something kind of mindless to do. When I need something that's just not going to require much thinking, I do it on autopilot kind of. So, um, so yeah, I handle all the, you know, the financial kind of work. And then I handle the marketing oriented um, work and Charlie handles the sales oriented work. And then we both, um, create content and, um, and like, for example, right before we were on with you, we were conducting our weekly support group meeting that we have for members. And, and so we do that together and we mix up who does what pieces of it. And we have an educational component and a meditation, a mindfulness component. And, um, and then do some Q and A kind of stuff. So, um, so generally, though, that division of duties works across all of our businesses. Um, does that resonate with you, Charlie? What would you add? Yeah, the marketing piece, particularly because it's you know using internet marketing. Um, Gala has literally gotten like another equivalent of a PhD in internet marketing with all the classes and courses and and information that she's gotten on that and while i've been learning you know how to be a therapist she's been learning how to be an internet marketer which is its own field really and it has its own language and um so you know her primary focus is how do we how do we generate leads and, and qualified leads from you know from the internet and then i I have a more traditional approach and I'm out there talking to treatment centers and sober living houses and therapists. And, and then we'll talk to people once they come in to, to see, you know, uh, what it will take to, to get them to, to join and overcome any issues that they may have. So, um, so it is a marketing sales, uh, kind of division there. And, and Gail is really actually pretty good at sales, but she's just not comfortable with it. Um, so that, that seems to work pretty well for us. So the, so the takeaway here, guys, out there is to play to your strengths. Don't try and pick up something that you're not comfortable with, that you're not really, really good at. There's enough in business to learn as you go. Play to your strengths at what you're doing. And, and now tell me, guys, what has been your biggest entrepreneurial disagreement, and how did you work through it? <laughs> You want to start that one, Gaelic? Because it, it, it really is is uh, your bailiwick there. Yeah, this is a this is actually a really good one, and I think that the listeners will um, learn a lot from this. So, uh, it may be primarily a male female thing, but um, but I believe that it can definitely the roles can definitely reverse as well. But for me. I really need to collaborate. I want somebody to bounce ideas off of. I really want to, um, my coach calls it noodle. I really want to noodle on things and have the like real juice squeezed out of it. I, I know that when I, 
um, have those kind of experiences, the result is just um, really robust and amazing. And when I try to do that with Charlie, he just glazes over within about <laughs> five minutes. And, um, and I get frustrated then. I'm like, I've got to be, I need a partner I could collaborate with. Like, what's wrong with you, right? And so um, I, we went round and round on this and really, um, you, you know, asked if we struggled with it and I can assure you that yes, we did. And I mean, we tried everything. Charlie recognized that it was him that was really kind of the stumbling block. And so he would try to stay engaged, but it just didn't work But he, because he was going against his own sort of natural um, way of being. So. I had a number of years ago stumbled across the Colby assessments and um, never really pursued it, but kind of still had it in the back of my mind. And um, Charlie and I have been in business for a really long time. So we have been through every sort of assess up one side and down the other, right? So when I told him that I wanted to do these Colby assessments, um, he's like, you know what, at this point, I'm willing to try anything like we need. We needed to um, introduce some new information into the equation. And so we did these Colby assessments and ended up the assessments to me were still confusing because they weren't giving me the answer I wanted. <laughs> so, um, so I scheduled a session with one of the Colby coaches and Charlie and I had a session with one of the Colby coaches and um, she just said, you know, Gayla, if you continue trying to be in this role in your company, it will kill you. And if you keep thinking Charlie can serve this role for you, that is a recipe for disaster. And at that moment, it was a huge wake up call for both of us that we had to rejig how we had um, designed working together. And for me, especially for me, it was something where I had to really think through, okay, so then how am I going to, because those needs aren't going away. I have to still get those needs filled. And so I've found other ways to begin to do that. And, um, and it, uh, it really did spill over into our personal life as well and has been a major um, pressure release to take, to, you know, take that pressure off. And what I find now is, you know, if I'm trying to share something with Charlie, I'll, I'll say one of two things. I'll say, okay, um, okay, I realize that I need to put this into a soundbite. Let me just think about it for a minute and see if I can put it into a soundbite. Or I'll say, I'm not going to put this into a soundbite. I need you to just try to stay engaged, but I recognize that after five minutes, you may glaze over. So, <laughs> um, so anyway, it's just, it's um, being really aware, owning our own stuff and, um, and focusing on what we do do really well together, which is a lot and not expecting, um, not expecting something that's unrealistic. And I got to say, I am going to take the man side of this for a moment because what what I heard earlier on was that Charlie recognized that he was wrong. Come on! I think maybe he recognized that you thought he was wrong, but deep in his heart, he knew he was right. I have to take the man's side. You're welcome, Charlie. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I think I think it's just a guy thing that they just want everything you're right in sound bites, and we need to we as women um, need to explain it out. And and I think recognizing, no matter how many of those tests you take, recognizing that the truth is the truth is the truth. Let's not test it to death. Let's just you know adjust is so important. Yeah, the real the real problem was that he kept telling me like. I can do it. Like, I don't understand why this isn't working. And so that's why I'm saying like, yeah, like he kept telling me 
it is me. I'm just not engaging. And that's the way it felt. And it wasn't until we went through this piece and we were like, oh, wow, it's not just something we're going to be able to muscle our way through. Yeah, I mean, it literally, you know, we would schedule these three hour marathon sessions, you know, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to gear myself up and I'm going to really, you know, be alert. And, um, and then she, you know, the best word to describe Gala that, that she has found that she finally fi really resonates with. I think she heard someone describe Hillary Clinton as like a policy wonk. And she said, that's what I am. I'm a wonk. You know, Gala likes to research things to death and, and which is an awesome asset. I mean, I, I can't do that. I just, you know, I, I just need a few facts. And from those facts, I can really, you know, make a decision. And sometimes that's good. And sometimes it's bad. And, and when we start getting into this conversation piece, she will go round and as a policy wonk, uh, you know, Gala researches things really to the point of like thoroughly understanding them to the point where um, I don't go anywhere near that level of research. And I'm a bottom line guy. I can, I tend to make decisions with just a few facts. That's, I kind of use my intuition and, um, and my gut and, and so these long meetings that we would be having that would go circular and round and round and round and round, I had so much shame that I could not uh, stick with it. And I'd be like uh, eyes glazing and then feeling shame and then trying to get up, get fresh air, come back in. And then the, I would finally make it through and I would feel like I had done, like I had climbed Mount Everest. And Gala would basically be saying, you just barely touch the tip of what I need. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding. <laughs> so the Colby assessment told us that these were just our personality attributes and that they weren't gonna change. And that's just who I was. And that I'm a 10,000 foot person that makes decisions based on gut. And I don't need a lot of facts. And Gala is, is right down at ground level dealing with the details and, and needs to really thoroughly understand it before she can move forward and make a decision. And, and I was like, oh, what a relief and all that shame, you know, like, oh my God, I'm not a failure. I'm not, you know, I can't satisfy her in this area and, and all of that. Just, it just was like a huge balloon, a huge weight removed. Um, so and it was absolutely affecting our personal life because it was really interfering with feeling close to one another when we would struggle with that. So it comes down to you are who you are, period. I am. So, Catherine, I'm a clown. Deal with it. I'll deal with it. Oh. <laughs> I'm not changing. That's right. I refuse. I won't grow up. No. Um, so let's switch gears a little bit and tell us what some of the joys you're experiencing being together 24-7. You start, Gayla. Okay, so um, for example, Charlie and I just got back a couple of weeks ago from spending 10 plus days um, at this workshop and all of these sorts of things we do, you guys probably know the same, um, turn out to be sort of business, personal. And so because we're interested in a lot of the same kinds of things, because that spills over into um, what we can share with uh, the people that we work with. We do a lot of these things together and, um, and it's just really fascinating to be able to um, have those shared experiences. And, um, and so that then we bring that home and then, you know, stir, mix that into our laboratory of intimacy in our relationship at home. And, um, and it just continues to, um, multiply. I mean, for me, it's, it's, um, we are so spiritually aligned, um, and have such similar values, um, that, you know, all of the, the stuff that uh, tends to, you know, like I like action flick type, you know, superhero movies and um, Gala likes romantic comedies, you know, so I kind of gag 
trying to see a romantic comedy and she really doesn't like seeing, you know, much violence and, and action. And so what, you know, we're aligned spiritually. And, and so we just don't, those things become so unimportant when there's such a commonality there. And, um, and the other part of it is we just genuinely like hanging out together. And so dealing with business stuff, being creative with business stuff, being, creative with the home stuff and remodeling the house and, um, you know, talking about my private practice, talking about the online. I mean, it just, it's, it's fun, you know, it's just, it's creative and it's fun. And, uh, rarely do we get on step on each other's toes anymore or, um, you know, we learned, we learned how to deal with our triggers. And, um, so then it just becomes like, oh, wow. You know, my best friend, I get to hang out with my best friend. How, how bad is that? And fortunately for me, when I found Catherine, she was already a Star Wars fan. I had a converter to Star Trek. No, I, a little bit of Star Trek. I still don't like the original series. I was watching yeah. I was watching Next Gen, but I still don't like the original series. But why? Yeah, Catherine? exactly. Exactly, Shatner. Exactly. <laughs> so it's fascinating because Charlie is a major Trekkie, right? And um, he likes Next Gen, but I prefer the original Star Trek. I like that sort of kitschy, little bit of slapsticky kind of thing. And um, so, so it, it's interesting. But um, but I can watch the Next Gen shows with him. That's one of the things on the weekend that if we are sitting there, you know, watching television, we can I can watch one or two episode rerun episodes of Next Gen. And I'll go to bed, and he does a next-gen marathon till you know, 1 o'clock in the morning. So, But 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 no four weddings and a funeral-type movie marathons for Charlie. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so, so now tell our listeners one or two things that you guys do to separate your business time from your family time. great at that yeah join the club join the club yeah uh so we do um we do schedule date night um usually wednesday night tonight's our date night and we'll um try to step away do something different but we love working you know we both love what we do and and love the creativity of it so um so we'd almost have to force ourselves to not talk about it and not have it, you know, be thinking about it. Um, so, you know, we'll go walk on the beach. We live in Hilton Head. We're walking distance to the beach. So we'll go walk on the beach. But even if we're walking and talking, a lot of times we're talking about um, stuff that we're doing work-wise. So um, I, I think personally, and uh, with you guys having adult children and, and us not having kids, I think it's less important to make that boom distinction of work and, and family time, because it, you're right. It does. It, it brings a sense of enjoyment. Otherwise we'd all have corporate jobs and we just, you know, get up in the morning, go and, and come home. Um, but with, you know, without having, having the kids or, or, you know, some responsibility like that to take care of, we can do what we enjoy, and, and a lot of entrepreneurs just enjoy being entrepreneurs. So I, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Yeah, I hear you. Now, are there any particular books that either of you have read that you think would help our listeners in their business, in their business journey uh, going along the way, something that really has helped you that would be great to pass along to others? The biggest one that I'm rereading right now is The Big Leap um, by Gay Hendricks. And it really talks about working in your zone of genius and um, is a, not, not a book that you fully digest in one uh, pass through. So I'm rereading it right now and it's um, something I continually challenge myself to look at what I'm doing and and um, and try to increase the percentage of time of the things that I am doing work-wise that would be considered zone of genius kind of activities. Yeah, the books, <laughs> books like that are, are good because when you go back and reread them, you go, 
oh, I don't remember that. That's that's brilliant. Right. But now I got to remember it for the next time. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Or do it. And Charlie, are there any books that you could recommend? I'm a huge fan of Stephen Covey. So, you know, the classic seven habits of highly successful people and, you know, tying your values into your actions, um, you know, is is a cornerstone. And, and it's part of what I do basically in my addiction work, too, because a lot of what addiction is, is behaviors are out of alignment with values. And so um, and so learning you know, just just rereading that and just establishing those principles of of knowing what my values are and then how do my, how do my actions align with that? Uh, huge, huge help for me. Sure. That's two, two great books for our listeners. I highly recommend going to our show notes page, click the link and you'll be able to buy the book and take the time to actually don't just browse through them. Take the time to, to digest it as you're reading them. So now if you can give our listeners just one piece of advice, what would it be? Well, from my perspective, I think what Charlie and I really have learned is um, how important it is, um, as you mentioned just a, um, a bit earlier, to really capitalize on your strengths and to know, um, to really look at what you do well and um, and what you are just competent at. Um, so that you can try to do less of what you're just competent at and more of what you're excellent or genius at. And, um, and you know, if you're working together with your spouse or significant other, that, um, that you really honor each other's um, a- approach to work and, and to um, partnership and collaboration. And then, you know, make sure that that doesn't mean that you're setting yourself aside and that you're not getting your own needs met. Okay, so now let's get back to some more fun personal stuff, fun being food. And, of course, Charlie being Greek, that's important, like with you uh-huh. and your family being Jewish, food is important. I and mean, my family being, being Italian where food is, is life. Is life itself. Gayla, what about your family? Is food like the be-all and end-all? So I'm from Texas, from the South. Oh, so yeah, so food is... Food, definitely comfort food. Yep. And um, so uh, uh, not as big a part of cultural as it is for Charlie. So, um, So Charlie, literally, like if there's a Greek restaurant, Charlie has to try it. That's so funny. That's so cool. But with the two of you now and with Charlie walking into every Greek restaurant that there is as you walk down the block, what is your favorite meal to cook together or what is your favorite meal in your favorite restaurant? Yeah. <laughs> the, the cook together is, is fun because funny because we don't do a whole lot of cooking together. We really don't have the time. Um so for me, my favorite is to uh, go to a Greek restaurant and uh, where they're actually playing live or, or real Greek music, not just canned music, and um, and order a delicious Greek dish. It could be pasticcio, it could be um, a yiddo plate, it could be lamb, um, and uh, delicious Greek salad. And Gala will usually order a salad with chicken souvlaki, and um, she'll get a glass of wine. I might get an iced tea um, or a glass of wine, red wine, and then um, and then finish it off with an incredible Greek dessert, uh, bugatta or uh, galagibiatico, and just uh, feel like I can roll out of there in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> Now, I, I know, Catherine, you caught the same thing that I did. The Yiddo plate. The Yiddo plate. Not for, We're from New York, so in New York, when you have it on the street, it's a gyro. It's a gyro. And, and, these are, and, and these are Greek neighborhoods that you go into, and they say gyro. I guess, you know, like, like so many of us that are, you know, first or second generation, where we change our, where we change our words to, uh, you know, 
to make it easier for the English speaking, but yes, gyro plate. The gyro plate. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and last question, guys. Although you've already alluded to it, red, white, or beer. I don't drink beer at all. Um, I used to just love a really buttery, oaky Chardonnay, just absolutely loved it. But um, at some point I decided I really should be drinking red. So now I drink a, a, a red blend typically. And so there's one I um, that I've been drinking lately. It's from a vineyard called Buena Vista that I really like, but, um, but I, um, I'm a one, maybe two glass of wine girl, and I really never, um, never want anything more than that. So, um, but I love my glass of red wine. It's always a good thing, especially with the lamb, which, as we all know from my big fat Greek wedding, is not, in fact, meat. It's no, lamb. it's lamb. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to hear the pet peeve of the day. To celebrate our 20th anniversary, we're going on a cruise, and we are so excited. Our cruise and travel agent, Leslie Baker of Expedia Cruise Ship Centers in Scottsdale, put it all together for us last year. You want to know what my favorite part of putting it all together is? The fact that Leslie called us, reminding us to get our reservations done early, to take advantage of all the perks like pay gratuities and the drink package. Did I mention the drink package? There's drink package. Or that she helped us plan the excursions? Or was it that she's a travel diva and knows everything about everything and gave us great travel tips and secrets? Well, all that too. Because we're seeing the Baltic capitals and some amazing sites. We're going to eat wonderful food and we're going to pair it with great wines. But you know I'm the budget person, right? You mean cheap. Okay, cheap. The best part of working with Leslie and Expedia Cruise Ship Centers in Scottsdale is that we booked last year and paid a little off each month. So it was easy to pay for our dream vacations. You know, we do it every year. We've got next year's planned as well. Expedia Cruise Ship Centers is the navigator of spectacular vacation experiences. Everybody needs a vacation, cruise or land, and everyone should call Leslie at 775 560 Three six four seven. That's Leslie at seven seven five five six zero three six four seven. All you entrepreneurs in the Phoenix area, coming up on Monday, August twenty ninth, is the biggest networking event in Phoenix, and it's free. There will be over thirteen hundred of Phoenix's finest entrepreneurs, small business owners, and professionals in attendance. You are bound to make some amazing connections. This is going to be the last Networking Phoenix signature event of 2016, so don't miss your chance to attend this prime networking opportunity. If you want to meet the right people for your business connections, then meet up with Gelly and the gang at the Networking Phoenix last signature event of the year. That's Monday, August 29th from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Embassy Suites Scottsdale Resort on Scottsdale Road in Scottsdale. Attendance is free. There's even a free networking seminar at 4.30 p.m. in case you are new to networking or you just want to get the most out of the evening. There are even still a few exhibitor tables left. So dress business casual and bring lots of business cards. Be sure to RSVP by going to networkingphoenix.com. That's networkingphoenix.com and clicking on events. Well, welcome back. And today's pet peever is Gala. Gayla, you, you told us what your pet peeve is earlier because we always ask ahead of time. Uh, why don't you go ahead and let our listeners know what irks the heck out of you? That's right. Listeners, pay attention to these pet peeves because if you're doing it, stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> oh, we refer to that. Uh, there's a video that you can find on YouTube. It's an old from an old Bob Newhart episode where um, where he says somebody presents this problem to him and Bob says, just stop it. And she tries to talk to him a little bit more. He says, stop it. And she looks at him like, and I'm paying you for this, you know? So anyway, um, if you're uh, curious about how to stop it, you might want to take a look at that. That's not the approach to use, but um, I, it really bugs the heck out of me when people don't, um, see try to see both sides of a situation and um 
a lot of times there's more than even two sides to something. There's three or four sides. And um, Charlie and I talked about a subject called the truth um, on a support group meeting a couple of weeks ago that we conducted. And, you know, everybody's got their own version of the truth. And once we recognize that our version of the truth is true for us, but the other person's version of the truth is true for them as well, um, then we can maybe extend a little open-mindedness to hear, you know, how did you arrive at that conclusion? What is it that makes you feel that way? And um, I think that that would go a long way with a lot of the conflict that we see in the world. I have to agree. I definitely. Well, that's only because you think you're always right. Well, that's that's also a fact, but you know, I, I will let you give your side of the story, you know, you, and I'll nod politely. <laughs> Never get to practice it every single day, though. Is just watch the news and and the political stuff, and Ugh. you know, and listen to both sides of you know Trump this, Clinton that, and you know crook this, crook that, and and it, you can just spin yourself into a tizzy about. Well, they're wrong. They're right. They're they're pull, you know, oh my God. So you get to practice saying, you know what? You know, I can I can see both sides. <laughs> that's but, right. But don't do it too often, otherwise you'll lose your sanity. That's that's very, very true. <laughs> oh my God, is that true? <laughs> so I wanna I wanna thank Gala and Charlie for uh for being on our show Dr. today. Dr. Gala. Dr. Gala. Get it right. Dr. Gala and Charlie. Uh <laughs> Master Charlie. <laughs> Master Char- Dr. Gala and Master Charlie for being on the I'd show. I'd rather the master than the doctor, for sure. I agree <laughs> with that. <laughs> Different show. We have to put a warning on that one. Um, recoveryes.com, and we'll have all that on our uh, on our show notes. It is addiction. You know, we've all been touched by it. It's a really serious issue. You guys, you know, talking about your business and, and talking about what you do and how you've how, – it had to incorporate your life because of your life situations. Thank you so much for sharing all that personal stuff. And if you, and to our listening audience, if you or anybody that you know is going through this, I would just, I would just send them over to recover. Yes. And look it up, find out, or, you know, are Gayla and Charlie, the people to work with, is it somebody else? But yeah, yes. But I mean, yeah, but work with the right people and, you know, move on. Get get the help and get what you need. So, guys, thank you so much um, for being on the show and for sharing your life story and your business story with us. And we'll catch everyone next time. See you later. Bye. It's a pleasure. Thanks so much, guys. We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly together at together247.net. Check us out on our website at together247.net slash resources for some great ideas, resources, and offers for your business. And don't forget to click on our sponsors' links as well. Do you own a business with your sweetheart? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at guests at together247.net. And don't forget, we have a new episode every Monday and every Thursday. So go ahead and subscribe and keep on listening. 